there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shouldn't you be at work? Oh, here's Gascoigne. Gascoigne, he can finish it here! Gascoigne! 2-0! Lampard! Brilliant! It was in, no! That surely crossed the line! Oh, Clean sheet, I call it, is uh, one of the most important things in, in football. Nice to see Holt fans booing you. Emil Heskey, could it be five? Yes, it is! Paul Bowden to take it. Oh, and he's hit the crossbar! Gerard, it's Carroll! What a goal by the England striker! That's why he was brought in and he's done the job. Saved! John Pickford! England on the brink! Now, you know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, and it hasn't! No! Hello and welcome to Quickly Kevin, Will He Score? We're back for more World Cup specials. I'm Chris Gold, joining me as always, Josh Whittacombe. Hello. And good to see you, Roger Miller. It's Michael Marden. These are weak, Chris. Hello. These are weak. <laughs> that one didn't even rhyme. Yeah. What are you on about? See ya, Miller. Come on, that's good Do stuff. Do you know how rhyme works? You at least got to go, like, good to see you, Roger Mia. And, like, you know how, yeah. how like, lyricists in bands will sometimes really yeah. force it. If you'd called him Roger Mia, I'd have thought, I buy that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I buy that I've been mispronouncing Roger Miller. Yeah, no, send that like, in? You can almost believe that is the accurate pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, how yeah. Yeah. Been done. yeah, exactly. I'd say an interesting thing about Cameroon is, oh, God, I can't believe we're going back. I mean, you brought up Roger Miller, so we're going to have to go back to... Oh, well, he played in USA 94 as well, didn't he? Did he? Is that a false memory? Did yes, he play? No, he did. He did, yeah. He scored at USA 94 and became the oldest scorer to ever score at a World Cup. Oh, right. Well, that's... Yeah, there we go. That's good knowledge. That's good knowledge. I, th- I think that was one of those ones where... Which is very underwhelming. He's just beating his own record. Right. Is it? Yeah, he is beating his own records. And he also... And also, he yeah. lost that... He lost... He scored in that game against Russia... And Oleg Selenko, that was the one where Russia won like 6-1 or 5 and Oleg Selenko oh. got all the goals and made him golden boots. So it was quite a momentous game. What Goal a game. Wise. What a game. A momentous game in quite kind of passerby World Cup, which you don't even really think about much. <laughs> a rare high point. But um, 
I still have an attachment to Cameroon. I think I always will. They'll always be my go-to giant killer. Like, even this one. And particularly like them this time, because their manager is Rigobert Song. Have you, have you clocked Rigobert Song? How... Yeah. I haven't clocked that. I've been surprised by the coaching staff of some of the African teams in here. You know, um, El Hajj Diouf is the Senegal assistant manager. Yeah, I love it. I love it when they come back. It is a bit. It's a bit like the Regen thing. Is players that you didn't realise weren't even players anymore. Might obviously Rigobert Song. You might remember. What would you consider his main claim to fame as a footballer? Um, being rubbish for West Ham for me. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So I'd say. Wasn't he the alibi when Robbie Fowler snorted the line that Julio said it was a thing Rigobert Song did, a celebration where he eats grass? <laughs> I forgot about that alibi. Was that Rigobert Song? I think it was, wow. wasn't it? I think so. <laughs> he threw Rigobert Song under the bus. He absolutely threw Rigobert Song under the bus. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I'd like one of the Cameroonians to do a... Uh, a very politicised uh, anti-Qatar uh, celebration and Rigobert song to throw him under the bus by claiming one of the other players. Had... What if Cameroon win the World Cup and Rigobert song celebrates by doing, doing what people think is a Robbie Fowler celebration? Actually, his, his famous eating the grass celebration. We've finally seen for the first time. There he is, grazing on the grass. <laughs> Robbie Fowler finally justified 25 years later. Is that right? Have I got that right? Do you remember that? I don't Michael. remember that, no. I, I remember there was an alibi, but I don't remember Rigobert's songs. That, I mean, what, you, either you or Julio is dragging his good name through the mud. Yeah, if you Google Rigobert's song Grass Robbie Fowler, it does come up. Fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm in the clear. Yeah. <laughs> he was eating grass. The celebration picked up from Rigobert's song. That's from the Daily Mail. So there we go. That's it. That's settled. It's so easily disproved because he's clearly he's got one hand on his nostril and he's yeah he doesn't want to get his nose he doesn't want to get his nose in the way of eating the grass. (laughs) Imagine you sat down for dinner at Robbie Fowler's house Sunday roast and he puts his hand over his nostril and leans down (laughs) and you're like what are you doing why are you trying to snort your dinner he's like I'm not I'm trying to eat that's how I eat that's how I eat anyway shall we get on with the correspondence the old electronic post bag. I'm Jim Rosenthal, and this is the Electronic Post Bag. You've got mail. Okay, Italian 90 sliding door moment. Uh, hi guys, this is from James Stevenson. Love the World Cup podcast, naturally. Whilst watching the BBC coverage of one of the games, I was struck by Jürgen Klinsmann recalling how narrowly Germany, West Germany qualified for Italia 90. Did you know this? No. No. Having been clinging on in their last game against Wales, they were just a last gasp Mark Hughes effort away from missing out altogether. Oh, wow. Wow. That's huge. Yeah, looking at the European qualification, both West Germany and England only qualified as best runners-up. And even then... Wow. By just a single point from Denmark. So possibly, with the exception of Italy, the two best teams in the tournament, I think you're pushing it to put England there, nearly failed to even get there. Based on this scale of utter failure and total triumph, has there ever been a more significant World Cup history sliding doors moment than Mark Hughes' miss? There you go. What what would have happened? Do we do we beat anyone else? Do we beat anyone else in there? Argentina, maybe? Well, obviously, someone would have got through instead of West Germany. Who, who did West, West Germany... Fixtures Italia 90. Do we, do we assume that whoever took West Germany's place in the group 
proceeds to the yeah, same well, that's degree. That's the other problem. That's the other. Let's just let's just have a look at West Germany, Italian ninety World Cup qualification. You A for Group Four. Oh right, so they were one of the best runners up. Oh, because they, they were they were clear in their runners up. It wasn't Wales. Wales only finished with two points. So German, it's difficult to know. So say it's Denmark, right? So say it's Denmark instead of Germ- West Germany. They wouldn't have gone all that way. They'd have probably lost to Holland in that second round game. Yeah. Would they have won their group though? The whole thing, the whole thing's impossible to tell anymore. <laughs> Yugoslavia might have been the one, might have won the group, and then they might. I'm going to say it. It's too complicated a sliding doors moment. We can't get to the bottom of it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I've got the ultimate sliding doors moment. Okay. Here is a great sliding doors one. So we were talking on the last episode about players who were born in England who could have played for England but didn't. Yeah, and of course, Erling Haaland's name come up. Now, I heard Erling Haaland interviewed about playing for England. Uh, oh, this yeah. is what he had to. This is what he had to say. I'm going to play it down. You could have represented England. Was it an option? Was it a decision, or was it easy to? I lived there for three and a half, four years, you know, and uh, you know, I lived in Norway for such a long time. So then it was natural for me to. To, to choose Norway, you know. You never know how it would be if uh, maybe my father played longer in England or whatever. Maybe I would be English, I don't know, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm Norwegian and I'm proud of it. Oh, so, no. there you go. Now, Erling Haaland talking about if his dad had played in England a little bit longer, yeah. maybe he would have been English. Okay, I've gone oh, deep no, on I know, this. I know, well, well, we know why Get his ready. career ended, Do right? You know, re- here we go. So, Alfinger... Erling's yeah. dad, obviously, moves to the UK in 1993. He joins Nottingham Forest. Yeah. In 1997, he joins Leeds. On the yeah. 12th of June 2000, Alfinger joins Manchester City. Yeah. And that same summer, on the 21st of July, Erling Haaland is born in Leeds, England. In April 2001, Alfinger Haaland is only 28 years old. He's played 33 games for City this that season. He's in the first team properly. His 34th game that April... Manchester United versus Manchester City yeah. when Roy Keane does yeah. him. Haaland actually plays on that game. Little known fact, I didn't know that until I researched this. No. He played one more game for City that season. A week later, he was subbed in the 68th minute. That summer of 2001, as Erling turns one, uh, Alfinger is still only 28, but he has knee surgery. Yeah, He doesn't play again. Alfinger doesn't play again until December 2001. He makes four more appearances for Manchester City, all as a substitute between the 16th of December and the 5th of Jan, a period of kind of three weeks or so, 5th yeah. of Jan 2002. And Alfinger never plays for Manchester City again. He cancelled, Manchester City cancelled Alfinger's contract due to medical reasons, not coming back from his injury in summer 2003, at which point Alfinger is only 30 years old. But yeah. here's the kicker. He was contracted to Manchester City until 2005, when he would have still only been 32. So the minimum he was expected to say at City was till 2005, or 32, but he could have easily had a contract extension. Oh, God. 
Erling Haaland was born on the 21st of July 2000. That means he would have started primary school in September 2004 if Roy Keane doesn't injure Alfinger. Yeah. Erling Haaland goes to school in September 2004 in Manchester. Do the Haalands rip him out of school after a year? No, they no, don't. So he stays. As it was, the Haalands had to leave England in 2003 as Erling is only three years old. Oh. He'd have probably got another club, Alfinger Haaland. He'd have probably played at a championship level. Easy. Easy. He'd have been, he'd have been 2005 playing for one of those... Uh, they wouldn't have wanted to move, so he'd have ended up playing for someone like Preston. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or Burnley. Yeah, exactly. That's where he would have been playing. And also, get this, Man City would have snapped up Erling Haaland as a youngster. Yeah. And he, And then he's playing, the, the family are there. But he, also, Erling get this, has this a is club as a youngster. He's then brought up in the best academy, apart from maybe Barcelona. You know, when he's in his peak years of learning he's brought up in the best academy there is basically Manchester City so he then is better than he he's actually <laughs> the current version of Erling Haaland is not as well realised as the sliding doors version of Erling Haaland that's currently up front for England with Phil Foden and Jack Grealish who he plays oh, you know oh my God. he's been playing with Phil Foden since he was bloody eight and he's never left England. Erling would never have lived anywhere else. All his friends would be English. He'd have gone through English academies. Why would he go to play for Norway? He's Big question. pretty much exclusively English. Big question. Would he still have a ponytail? <laughs> <laughs> or, or do you think he'd have a haircut like, like Phil Foden's? Um, do you want one more email? This is from Johnny Sharples, who's, I'd say, arguably the funniest person about football on Twitter. Is that a fair? Yeah. Yeah, 100% I'd say, along, I'd say along with uh, David Squires, he is a kind of footballing national treasure at the moment. Hi, guys. Uh, we were talking about England players that were born outside England. Well, of course, John Barnes was born in Jamaica, and Raheem Sterling was born in Jamaica. So that's yeah. two biggies. John Salako was born in Nigeria. Yeah. Fikayo Tamanmori was born in Canada. He could have gotten the Canada. He could be absolutely... Do you think he's kicking himself about that one? <laughs> this is a good kicker, though. Terry Butcher was, of course, born in Singapore. Really? Uh, I didn't What's know that. then? Has he got posh... That would suggest he's got, like, maybe posh he was a, Maybe he was a military son. No, because uh, he yeah, wouldn't be in Singapore, sense. would you? Um, on top of that, Graham Lasseau and... Matt Letizia were born in the Channel Islands, which meant they could pick whichever home nation they wanted to play for. On that, Wales regen forward Brendan, Brennan Johnson's dad, oh, we can add this, is former Nottingham Forest striker David Johnson. Played for England B in 1998, and then in March to September 1999. He won four caps in friendlies for the country of his birth, Jamaica. But given he was born overseas and his caps for Jamaica were friendlies, he could play for any of the home nations. Also in September 99, he turned down Northern Ireland in favour of Wales, but an injury meant he didn't play for them after being called up, leading Scotland to approach him in October 99, and Johnson pledging his international future to Craig Brownside. However, before he could turn out for Scotland, it transpired a gentleman's agreement between the home nations meant he was ineligible for anyone but England, where his mother was born. But that didn't stop Northern Ireland approaching him yet again in 2004. In the end... He only ended up playing four times for Jamaica. What an international career that is. Yeah. 
That's incredible. I didn't know there was a rule where you're up for grabs between home nations. Yeah, and what's the gentleman's agreement? Do England just get first dibs? Like how does, no, I think how does it work? So, given he was born overseas, he could play for any of the home nations. I don't know how that works. Does it not go back to your so parents, could te- though? Does could it- Terry Butcher have played for Scotland? Not that, you know... He might have wanted to. I shouldn't, you know, come to I mean, conclusions. Would he, would the question you got to ask them is: Would he have gotten into that talented squad? Is well, exactly. <laughs> if Alan Hansen's only getting twenty-six caps, where are we going from there? <laughs> I'm afraid that's all you get of this episode. To get the full episode, head over to the Quickly Kevin fan club. It's anotherslice.com forward slash Quickly Kevin. There's over 5,000 minutes of extra Quickly Kevin content to be had, including an exclusive episode this month with Big Sam Allardyce. To join the Quickly Kevin fan club, head over to anotherslice.com forward slash Quickly Kevin. Go, let's! Hey, lads! Hey, lads, over the top!